Are you ready for the word? All right. Open your Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew, chapter 13. And we're going to look at verse 44 in particular, but we'll read 44 and 45 because there are two parables of Jesus that are, for the most part, making the same, same point. Matthew chapter 13, 44 to 45. We've been looking at the parables over the last few weeks. Um, I pray, as I always encourage you to do, that you would make the extra effort to listen to the Word of God more than once. That's how you come to understand. That's how you grow as a Christian. You pay attention to Scripture, and you listen, and you listen, and you meditate. That's how you get transformed. And it's so easy for us today in the, the day and age that we live in. I mean, it's so easy to hear the word over and over. So please, if you haven't yet, you know, subscribe to our podcast, please do. All of these sermons, you can go to YouTube, you can type my name, and you'll find hundreds of sermons that we've preached over the years. Um, but please, make it a habit of going over the word. I, I have to do it. I listen to my own sermons, not because I like how I preach, but because I really want this thing to get from my head to my heart. All right? Because that's how you get transformed. I've seen lives transformed when people start doing that. I've also seen people in the church for years and years and years, and when you talk to them, they have grown no, no more than they were when they first came. They, their level of knowledge of the word is still very little. And you can't say the word isn't being taught here. Uh, it's because you're not making that extra effort. And so I encourage you, if you want to see your life transformed, listen to God's word. And since you're part of this church, listen to your pastor's preaching as much as you can. Amen? All right, let's go to the word. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and he hid, and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one part of great price, one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So we're talking about the, the parables, and, and, and here is another parable, and I want us to look at this parable because in this parable, Jesus likens the kingdom to a man who goes and sells everything he has for the sake of the treasure that he has discovered in the kingdom. And the day you discover the treasure and come to understand its value, that is the day your life and your future will change forever. The day you discover the treasure and its true value. In fact, say that to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, the day you discover the treasure and its true value, that's the day your life will change forever. Hallelujah. Now, in this parable, there are actually two men. One, Jesus refers to explicitly, but the other person is there implicitly. Because the Bible says here that when the man discovered the treasure, he went and he sold everything he had, and he purchased the field, for the sake of the treasure. Well, who did he purchase it from? The owner. So even though Jesus doesn't specifically refer to the owner, there is an owner of the land in this story. So you have two different men, but they are different because one is ignorant of what he has. The other is knowledgeable. City and neighbor ignorance is extremely costly. You, you don't know how much you lose, how many opportunities pass you by, how many problems you could have avoided if you were not ignorant. Or if I, let me before you say I'm cussing you. Ignorance. Is costly. So two men, one is ignorant, the other one is knowledgeable. 
That's one difference. Here's another difference between the two. One is careless. The other is responsible. Here's another difference. One did not appreciate the blessing God had placed in his life and in his hands. The other realized the true worth of the blessing and prized it above everything else he owned. There's a story that I've shared a number of times, but I haven't shared it recently. I'm not going to take the time to share the whole story. But it was about this man, this farmer, who heard about diamonds. And he got so uh, interested in, in, in diamonds because he, he was told that if he could find diamonds, he would be extremely wealthy. And so he one day sold his farm, went on a trip looking for diamonds. Meanwhile, the person who bought his house one day went into the backyard of his house and saw this shiny-looking piece of rock, <laughs> only to discover that right there in the backyard of this man who sold his house to go find diamonds was acres and acres of diamonds. Ignorance <laughs> is costly. Knowledge is powerful. The man who owned that piece of land, that farm, did not realize the treasure that was in it. I wonder if you realize the treasure that God has placed in you or God has placed in your life. I wonder if you realize the treasure that is in the kingdom of God for you. And have you attached the kind of value that is worth to it? Because you see, if you understand the treasure and you attach the value that is worth to it, it will change a lot of things about you and about how you live, about how you think, about how you conduct yourself. Everything really will change the day you truly discover the treasure and the value of that treasure. The man who owned the house was ignorant. He was careless. He did not fully appreciate what he had. And so he was willing to sell. Now, all of us are familiar with trading because we do that all the time. We, we trade our time, we trade our talents, we, we trade our energy in exchange for something that we really, really want. We go to work, many of us work 40 hours plus a week, and we're trading our energy and our skills and our time in exchange for a paycheck. And then we take that paycheck and we exchange the paycheck for food, for shelter, for clothing, for pleasure, um, for vacations, and whatever else that we choose to do with our money. But we are engaging on a daily basis in trading portions of our life, a part of our life, our energy, our strength. We're trading that in exchange for something else which we feel we need or we want. So you go to the you go to the the the, the, the mall and you and you and you and you see a pair of shoes and and it catches your attention, and you walk over there, you take it up, you look at it, you feel it, you put it on, and man, it looks real nice on you. It feels good, it feels comfortable, and you look at the price. And you put it right back. <laughs> and you leave the store with nothing in your hand. You would have loved you would have loved to have been able to take your treasure with you, but when you looked at 
the value they attached to it and the price they wanted you to pay for it, you calculated quickly that it's not that nice. <laughs> I do have pairs of shoes that I, that, but you made a decision that it wasn't worth the cost or the price. So you made a decision. And, 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 and the, the, the truth is, the amount that we're willing to trade or give in exchange for something is the measure of the value of that thing to us. So the more time, the more energy, the more of my strength, the more of my emotions, the more of my money, I'm willing to invest in something or to give in exchange for that thing tells me how valuable that thing is to me. If I'm willing to only give a little bit of my time, a little bit of my money, a little bit of my emotions, a little bit of my strength, then it says that thing has little value to me. Correct? On the other hand, if I'm willing to invest a lot, time, talent, treasure, strength, emotions into something, it means why I value that thing very, very highly. And so, how much value did this man attach to the treasure? Well, we're told that when he discovered the treasure in the field, he immediately decided he was going to buy it. He didn't hesitate because he knew the value of the treasure. You see, when, when you don't know the value, then you've got to wonder about it. But, but, but he didn't wonder. As soon as he discovered the treasure, he understood the value of the treasure and he made a quick decision he was going to buy it, but the treasure wasn't cheap. This was expensive stuff. In order to get this land in which the treasure was found, he would have to sell everything he had, all of his earthly possessions. Yet without any hesitation, he sold his house, he sold his furniture, he sold his vehicle, whatever they, they, they rode in then, he sold all of his valuables, and with the money that he received, having sold everything, say everything, he was able to purchase the land from the owner. That's how valuable the treasure was in the field to him. For him, the treasure was worth everything he owned all of his possessions combined. That is how much value this man attached to the treasure. If the man who sold his farm going to look for diamonds had understood what he had, the value of the land he had, he would not have sold it. This man sold everything because of the value he attached to the treasure that was in the land. Here's what Jesus said, and I want you to hear this question. Jesus said, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? What are you willing to give up your soul for? What is worth more than your soul? You know, Jesus had to make that decision one day because the devil came to him and the devil said, look, I got a deal for you. Look at the kingdoms of this world. All the power, all the wealth, all the riches, I have the power to give them to you. And I'm willing to give all of this to you in exchange for your soul, for your service, for your cooperation with me. And Jesus looked at that devil. Oh, I, 
Listen, the devil is trying to bargain with someone here. And you need to look at that devil now. And say, devil, get thee behind me and do so now. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to negotiate about. I'm unwilling to give any consideration to your offer. Because your offer right now sounds like pure nonsense. So here's a question, and I want you to ask that question because throughout your life, you will be tempted. Because there will be offers. Are you hearing me? Satan and his cohorts will make offers to you and tell you that they can give this and this and this to you in exchange for your time, in exchange for your talents, in exchange for your treasure. In exchange for your time and your energy, if you can give me more time, if you can give me more of your talents, if you can give me more of your energy, I will make you A, B, C. I will do such and such and such for you. You will become this. You will become that. You will have this. You will own this. You. But in order to do that, you're going to have to be willing to exchange. If not all of your life, you have to be willing to give a portion of your life. Are you willing? You see, we really got to ask ourselves, is the pleasure that this world offers worth us giving up what we have in God? It's the pleasure that the world offers. The world offers pleasure. We know that. Okay? But you've got to ask the question. We can't be ignorant because if we're ignorant, we're going to be like Esau and we're going to sell our birthright for a bowl of soup. If you're going to give up your life or a portion thereof to the enemy in exchange for pleasure or power or possessions, you need to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is what the world gives in exchange for our righteousness, for our peace, for the joy that we have in the Holy Ghost worth it? Is what the world offers us in exchange for for our testimony, our Christian witness, our Christian character, because these are the kinds of things we have to be willing to give up in order to get what the world wants to offer us. Is it worth it? When you, when you, when you pick up the pair of shoes or the purse and you saw how much it cost you, you had enough sense to put it down. I'm asking, do you have enough sense to look at what the world is going to cost you? Pleasing the world is going to cost you. Do you have enough sense to look at it, examine it, feel it, touch it, and then put it down? Because you understand what it demands of you is far more than it can offer you. You want pleasure, man? Compare the pleasures of this world with the pleasures of God. But the Bible says, in the presence of God, there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, the Bible says he gives joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. Is the pleasure the world offers equal to the joy that the Lord gives you in the midst of the storm? Because even... No matter how much money you have, no matter how much the world offers you, you're going to have trouble. Are you hearing me? You're going to have many days when you're going to find yourself in a storm. 
you're going to find many days when you, with all the money you have, you are, you just, you're miserable. Will you give up the joy of the Lord? The peace of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the promises of the Lord. Will you give that up in exchange? Is it worth it? Is that a good deal? That's why Jesus asks the question, what will you give in exchange? Many are being deceived. They're getting the short end of the stick. parable is being told so that we would have wisdom and we would be able to properly appreciate and value what we have the treasure we have in him are you still here ask the person next to you what are you willing to give up in exchange for the pleasures of this world is it worth it? I, 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 we have a, a friend of ours, a friend of this is like a spiritual daughter to me now, uh, Dr. Emily Nde, and she wrote a book. It's called Kingdom Living. And I, I was reading the book the other day, and this is just a powerful statement that just stuck with me. And this is what she wrote. She said, take some time to consider all the evils we run after. Take some time to consider all the evils we run after. And then, what do they add to our lives? If not more emptiness. The world comes and offers you all of that stuff. At the end of the day, what does the world offer? offer you if not more emptiness hallelujah let me go to another point in this parable the parable says that the man not only sold all of his possessions the scripture says he did so Joyfully. Now I know that you know I've had to pay for some things, and the the, the higher the price, the harder it is <laughs> for me to let go of it. So to to imagine that I am going to sell all of my possessions and yet do it joyfully. How can I? Give up everything and do so happily. That's only possible if I know that the treasure that I'm getting is worth, will not only more than replace what I have, it will far supersede what I have. I can only be happy when I realize this is not a loss. This is actually the best deal I've ever had. You know, you know if you're going to buy, a, 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 you, let's say you want a house. You want a house. And you, the houses in this area, let's say it's cost, they cost $750,000. And, 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 and somebody says, you know what? Come, I'll give you my house for 100000 you would gladly go and sell the house you have. <laughs> if, that, if that's not enough, find everything else you can because you will realize what a deal. What a bargain. You mean I can get this if I'm willing to give up these? That's what you will do. Once you come to understand the value of the treasure, giving up time, talent, treasure, energy, emotions, 
sacrifices, denying yourself the pleasures of this world would mean nothing because you will understand that what I am giving up is nothing compared to what I am gaining. That what I am gaining is not only worth everything I'm giving up, it's worth far more. This is, in fact, the greatest deal, the greatest bargain a man could ever make. Listen to me. By the grace of God, I gave my life to Christ at an early age. And right now, I'm not a millionaire. Right now, there are a lot of earthly possessions I do not have. But let me, let me be honest with you. If Bill Gates, what's that? What's, give, me, give me the name of some of the rich folks. Huh? Okay, Murdoch. Well, Jobs is dead. What other guy name? Basil, Oprah. You bring all of those folks with all of the wealth that they own. And then you give me the, the top 100 influential people in the world with all of the influence. And you come to me now. And they say to me, Darlingston, we will give you all our wealth and we'll give you all our possessions. We'll give you all our influence if you're willing right now to give up Jesus and your relationship with him. I tell you, I won't hesitate in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think about it. Are you hearing me? There's, there's no comparison in my mind. That's where I am. I don't know where you are. But if you're not there, I'm, I pray that today you will get there. That you, if you're not saved, you will get there where you will understand that all that you are pursuing in the world, the pleasures of this world, is only going to add up to more emptiness. That you will get there, that you will not be ignorant, that you will get knowledge and you will understand the treasure that is in the field. Because the day you discover the treasure and come to know the value of the treasure, your entire life will be changed and transformed forever. But I'm also talking to you and me who are already in the kingdom and we don't know the value of the treasure. And even though the treasure is ours, we're still willing to trade with the world. May God deliver us from such ignorance. May the Holy Spirit reveal to us this morning the treasure. Hallelujah. So that when it's time to give, to worship, to serve, to sacrifice, to deny ourselves the pleasures of this world for the sake of the kingdom, we can do so joyfully, not begrudgingly. I give my time happily to you, Jesus. I give my talents happily to you, Jesus. I give my treasure happily to you, Jesus. Because what I have in you is far more than anything I am giving up for the sake of your kingdom. Church, are you here? He did so joyfully. So here's the main point of the parable. Here's the main point of the parable. The treasure of the kingdom is worth more than all your earthly treasures and possessions combined. Do you agree? Let's have a vote. If you agree that the treasure of the kingdom, and don't say this just because you, don't, you want to look a certain way. If you struggle with this, if you're not really able to answer this with conviction, be honest with yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to know what you don't yet know. 
if you're still willing to trade your life in exchange for this world, a, a trade portions and areas of your relationship with Christ for the pleasures of this world, my brother and sister, you need knowledge, you need revelation, you need understanding because you are being deceived. And I'm speaking to you who may be watching wherever you are. What are you willing to give in exchange for your soul? So here's the question. If you agree, here is the main point. The treasure of the kingdom is worth more than all your earthly treasures and possessions combined. If you agree, raise your right hand and say, yes! yes! I see somebody raise their left hand. That doesn't count. Right hand. <laughs> Amen. Hear me, guys. The value of the kingdom is priceless. The cost of the kingdom is everything. And if you ever have to give up everything, I mean literally everything, for the sake of the kingdom, know this, that will still be the best deal ever. Yeah, yeah. If you ever were in a situation, and literally there's some people who are literally in the situation I'm talking about. Now we're talking, you know, most of us won't have to give up our house or give up anything really. But, but if you ever have to literally give up all of your possessions for the sake of the treasure, that would still be your best bargain ever. You would still have a reason to be happy. You would still have a reason to be joyful because that would be the most favorable return you will ever get back in exchange for your life or any portion thereof, the kingdom, the treasure. Now let me ask this question. What is the treasure? I've been talking about it, but, and I've suggested it, but let, let me be more specific. What is the treasure that is worth more than all my earthly possessions combined? What is the treasure for which I, am, I can gladly exchange everything I have and still feel I just made the best deal a man could ever make? What is the treasure for which I could literally exchange, give up, give away everything I have? Earthly possessions, earthly valuables, even earthly relationships and still feel that I have just made the best deal ever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer this from two different perspectives. Okay, here's the first pers pers perspective. I'm gonna answer this from our side as being the man who sells all that he has to obtain the treasure. And so far, that's the way I've been addressing this paragraph, I mean this parable. I, you, we are the man who must be willing to sell, give up the world for the treasure. I'm gonna deal with that. But there's another side, and that is to look at this same parable but this time, it's the Lord who's the man. And to be honest with you, I really believe that the primary application and interpretation of this parable is that the man is the Lord. But everything I've said so far is, is a legitimate application. But the principal application in this parable is that the Lord is the man. And the man is the Lord. But let's, let's keep that for last. Okay. So. As a believer. You. What is this treasure? 
I know we said Jesus. And indeed, the treasure is Christ. But I want to make it a little bit more particular. Because sometimes we simply say Jesus and, and, and we don't fully understand what it is that we have in Jesus that makes him the treasure that is worth more than everything else that we have. Jesus is the treasure because in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, the Bible says we have this treasure where in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God. There are two things. The treasure is inside. And the treasure is the source of power. <laughs> what is this treasure for which I am willing to give up everything I have and still feel that I've just made the best deal ever. Well, it's Christ, but it's Christ not in heaven. It's Christ in me, the source of power. Power to be all God has called me to be. Power to do all God has called me to do. Power to recover whatever I get. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. God spoke to Abraham, told Abraham, give up Isaac. Abraham knew that Isaac was a child, a promise. Abraham willingly gave up his all, his only Isaac to the Lord. But even while Abraham was giving up Isaac, Abraham knew God had the power to raise Isaac back up from the dead. And that in the end, the promise will still be fulfilled and he would move from being the father of only one son and he would become the father of many nations. Jesus says, nobody gives us mother, father, lands, properties, etc. in this life. But he receives back everything he has given plus multiplied a hundredfold in this life and in the life to come. What is this treasure? Not just Christ, but Christ in me. The hope, the certainty of glory. Say hallelujah. Christ in me as my Savior, as my Lord living in me leading me, loving me, looking over me. Take, are you hearing me? The protection he can give me, money can't give it to me. The provision he can make for me, money. The peace he can give me, money can't give that to me. The eternal life he gives to me, all the money in the world cannot purchase it. Because Christ lives in me, I live. Because Christ lives in me, I live now. Because Christ lives in me, I will be living tomorrow. And because Christ is living in me, millions and 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 millions of years from now, I'll still be alive and he'll still be living in me. Now tell me what treasure in this world is worth all of that? What will you give in exchange? For the treasure in you, Christ living, leading, loving, looking over you, looking out for you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the treasure. 
Christ in me, the hope of glory. I like what the missionary, I like what the missionary Jim Elliott said. He is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Somebody mentioned Steve Jobs. Once, once upon a time, he was a billionaire. Once upon a time. Where is he now? Where are the billions? You're no fool to give up what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot lose. But quickly for the sake of time, let's take just a few minutes and look at this from what I really believe is the primary application of this. That in the parable, the Lord is the man who sells everything he has in order to buy a field in which was this treasure that was worth his very life. Because think about it, the truth is, you cannot buy the kingdom. I, I talk about giving up all your possessions, but after you've given up all your possessions, you still can't afford the kingdom. <laughs> you see, it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He doesn't sell the kingdom to us. He purchases the kingdom because we could never afford it. And then in Christ, oh my goodness, he gives us the kingdom. Now we need to understand the price that was paid for that kingdom and attach the value to the kingdom that it's worth. But it is he who purchased in Acts chapter 20 verse, I believe it's yeah, Acts 20. Paul says to the elders at the church, he says, you all need to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. What is this treasure for which Jesus was sent by the Father, for which the Father gave his all, his only begotten son to possess? What is this treasure that God values so much that he felt it was a deal a bargain to give up his son in exchange for and to do so happily. He purchased this church, the church, which is both his body and his bride, with his blood. The next verse talks about the pearl of great price. Ladies and gentlemen, from the father's perspective, that treasure which was worth his all, his best, the life of his only begotten son, is the church. But you can't say church without also referring to all of those who make up the church. For the church consists of you and you and me and all of those who have believed in the son. You see, you and I, as members of his body and of his bride, are worth everything to him. Listen, if God was willing to give his son, he's willing to give the universe. There was no and there will never be anything more precious to God than his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. But he took this beloved son and for the sake of the church that he might possess the church, the bride, the body, that he might possess you and me and bring us together 
as his sons and daughters, members of his church. That for God was worth every drop of blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. Oh, I told you the day you discover the treasure and the value, you'll never be the same. Not only should you discover the treasure of Christ in you, from your perspective, that's your treasure, but also come to know the treasure from God's perspective. And from God's perspective, you are his treasure. We are his treasure. And for you and for his church, he will die. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. When that man bought the field for the sake of the treasure, he was excited about the treasure, but pretty soon he began to discover there were lizards in that field. There were snakes in that field. There were rocks and dirt and all kinds of critters, bugs in that field. The treasure was in the field, but man, the field itself <laughs> had a lot of stuff. But for the sake of the treasure, he was willing to put up. Look, I'm, I'm telling you something. We complain about the church. All the critics in the church. All those hypocrites in the church. All those people in the church. And, and, and we point to all the failures in the church. And, 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 and God sees all of that. But God is willing to put up with all of that for the sake of the treasure. You see, he sees value in you. He sees value in us. Oh, how I pray that I may see the value that he sees, that you may see the value that he sees, that you might appreciate his church and appreciate one another as he does. Because when he looks at you and he looks at me and he looks at us together, we see shortcomings, we see failures, we see this, we complain about that. He looks at all of that and he sees value. What do you see? When you see his treasure, with all of that, all of the faults and all of the things that he sees, he has no intention of ever losing this treasure. And he will never despise the treasure because of all that comes with it. I pray for you and myself that we will not despise the treasure for which Christ gave his life, his church. And I pray that we will not look at one another and all we see and talk about are the things that are wrong. I pray that we'll look at one another like God looks at us in Christ Jesus and see someone so valuable, so precious that God is and was and will always be willing to give his all for the sake of. I told you, when you discover the treasure and you come to know the treasure, you will be changed forever. Bow your heads. Father, you have given us this word. And by your grace, we have spoken. Now take it. And by your spirit, let this word take root in my heart and in their hearts. And let it, O oh God, produce the transformation that you want to occur in us that we may truly 
discover the treasure of your kingdom, the treasure of Christ in us, the treasure of the church, and the treasure of each one of us because of the value you attach to us. And may we, O oh God, always in our approach, in our attitudes, in our behaviors, reflect the value of the kingdom, the value of having Christ in us, and the value of being your sons and your daughters, members of your body, that great pearl of great price, the church. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen, I want to give you an invitation. And, and I'm going to start with those of us who are already believers, you're already in Christ. Here's the invitation. Discover, get to know the true value of Christ in you, living in you, leading you, loving you, looking out for you. There's nothing that is worth that and there's nothing for which you should be able be willing to give that in exchange for protect that treasure on the inside of you don't allow the world to deceive you don't be ignorant protect it in Jesus name and then for you who, is, who are unsaved you haven't yet received the Savior and made him Lord you are so valuable to him that he literally gave his all. He purchased you with his blood. Will you now receive him into your life as Savior and Lord? Go ahead and surrender to his Lordship and let him be your Savior. Put your trust in him. That will be the best decision you have ever made. And there'll be nothing that you will ever give up that compares in, a, in the least way with the treasure of having Christ in you for the rest of your life and throughout eternity. So make that decision and make it now wherever you are in Jesus' name. And as you voice that decision out to God, he's hearing your prayer. And as that comes out of your heart, you can be assured of this. He'll forgive you of all of your sins. He will come into living you. And the treasure we just spoke about will be on the inside of you for the rest of your days. Now get to know him. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and...